Welcome to the For the Love of Music podcast brought to you by... I'm Jessica, doing all the hard stuff. And I'm Carlos, bringing the clever quips and a face made for audio. We are always looking for new ways to enjoy two of our most favorite things, friends and music. We'll spend each episode chatting with music friends and with friends about music. So sit back, have a drink, and have some fun with us. For the love of music. For the love of music. Welcome, everybody, to episode number seven, lucky number seven of For the Love of Music podcast. We've got a special guest here for you today, coming to you straight out of Brooklyn, drummer extraordinaire for, well, frankly, for a lot of artists, but we'll be focusing on uh, on soul rock band On the Sun. But we're also hoping to hear about some, some good stories about Mr. Seth Falk. So uh, uh, welcome to the podcast, Seth. Thank you so much, you guys. Hey, welcome, Seth. Hey, it's really good to chat with you. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. It's it's great to catch up with you guys. It's been too long. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I'm chatting with an old friend. Um, we've known each other for about a year and a half now. And uh, you uh, you definitely made a, a splash and an impression of with a lot of people on the boat wearing your Brooklyn Proud there. Uh, but this year... <laughs> This year, right, you're um, you're representing On The Sun. So, you know, I'm sure everybody already knows who you are, Seth, uh, the man, the myth, the legend. But uh, maybe introduce On The Sun to us a little bit. Could we start uh, there? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, never miss an opportunity for branding, right? Um, but yeah, uh, On The Sun is a soul, R&B, Americana, uh, maybe even like psychedelia band uh, based in Brooklyn. Um I've been telling people it's, it's kind of if Music Soul Child and Van Morrison were making love while listening to the band. <laughs> okay, that's a colorful version. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, uh, that, one thing that one thing that struck me when I was listening to the uh, you know to the soundcheck bands and, and yours was one of them was that what what I liked uh, was that you were a little bit of a of a change up from from the others that were that were sound checking and the other folks that 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 uh, for the you know kind of the feel of the boat it was a little bit of a, a more of a groove a little bit more of a, a laid back kind of groove that 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 I think will be nice it'll be a nice you know a, a nice change up from from the stuff that you'll be that other folks will be playing. Right on. Yeah, we, we like to, uh, you know, we like to make it funky. We like to make it sexy. We like to uh, to stretch it out a bit. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, it's great. I, I, it's a very pocket oriented band. Um, you know, we're all big fans of like D'Angelo and, and like I said, Music Soul Child, but also the band and uh, and Levon Helm and like, yeah, all that stuff is it's about groove, you know, so that's what, yeah. that's what we dig on. That's what we live for. And I, I was listening to, uh, I think it was called Without You, and it was a, a kind of a throwback soul vibe that I really got into, kind of a little bit of, a, of an old school kind of soul sound to that one. Right on. Yeah, that's, that's a really, really awesome song. I, I, um, they wrote and released that song before I was in the band. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely one of my favorites, yeah. Yes. So how long have you been playing with them? Uh, it's been a Coming up on three years, I think. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was tough. How many people time. are in the band? Well, that depends on what day. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the boat, there will be 
five of us. Uh, wow. We've played in as many as a nine piece, maybe even more. But I think nine nine is the biggest that we get to with any like normal frequency. Uh, but for the most part, we play as a five piece, sometimes as a four. But on the boat, we will be a five. Yeah. And give us an idea uh, who who's kind of the, right now, who's kind of the core of the group so that we know what to call them when we meet them. Ah, well, there's the, the two founding members are um, Dylan Charles on lead guitar and Matt Gilmartin on bass. Dylan and Matt grew up together in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, yeah. They met, they met there and like grew up playing music together. Um, Matt had moved to the city and then convinced Dylan to do the same. And they met Adam, Adam Bohannon, our lead singer, at uh, an open mic. And then there had been a rotating cast of keyboard players and drummers. Um, and eventually, like, we found each other. They found me, and I joined the band. And then uh, we got our keyboard player, Joy Morales, who is just incredible. Um, and she'll be playing keys with us. Excellent. And, and who's the? I don't know the. You know which one's which. So which is the? Which is the guy with the with the sweet soft voice and the goatee? The, the goatee. I don't yeah, know. Doesn't he have? Uh, I'm gonna have to look at the picture now. He's got. <laughs> he's the guy that I actually. I, the the sweet voice and a and a full beard is Adam. Yes, yes, full um, beard. Yeah, I think is what it was. Yeah. He's the lead singer uh, on like eighty percent of the tunes, and then Dylan. Who yeah, was a yeah. guitarist sings lead vocals on like the other twenty percent, um, yeah. and they both they're both uh, songwriters, and um, so they both do about equal songwriting. And uh, Adam takes more lead vocals than Dylan, but uh, yeah, they're just an incredible two incredible forces that have like similar tastes but different styles, and they uh, it, it's just amazing when they come together. We get in the studio and. Yeah, you know, yeah. Dylan will have some like skeletal versions of songs, and Adam will have some skeletal versions of songs, and then we get to arrange them all together. Um, and they're just they're powerhouses. Yeah. And Dylan kind of has the the more uh, like kind of rock Americana thing mm -hmm. that that comes out of his writing, and Adam has more of the like funk soul thing that comes out of his writing. Yeah, and yeah. The rest of us kind of get to to marry those things best we can while, while still allowing the music to be what it wants to be. Yeah, and you get a little bit of jazz out of, out of what I was listening to, too. A nice little jazzy feel to it. Uh, well, well, Dylan and Matt were both jazz players. I think Joy was also a jazz player uh, for, for quite some time. Yeah. Um, and I've faked my way through enough cocktail <laughs> hours at wedding bands to feel like maybe I, I, can, I can fake my way through some jazz as long as the people listening don't yeah. actually listen to jazz. Well, well, how does that work when when a band's already a little bit established, and you know you're there, you're a drummer coming into that? Uh, give us a feel for how that happens. How does that work? Uh, well, I imagine there are any number of ways, but the way that it happened with us is um, they were looking for a regular drummer. They had a few guys that were kind of in rotation. Um, the the position was sort of a revolving door, and yeah. and Dylan had. Uh, just happened to catch me play at one of our favorite hometown venues, Rockwood Music Hall, which is really my favorite venue in the country. Um, and he came in and he saw me play. And then afterwards he was like, hey, here's my email. Like, can we link up? And I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. I don't know who you are. And then uh, <laughs> uh, I think like 
within the next day or so, he hit me up and was like, hey, I'm that guy that you met last night. Uh, I'd love for you to come in and, and play. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. I'm really busy. And it didn't happen. And then, like, a couple months later, uh, I saw his band. I saw On the Sun with a different drummer because we a band I was playing with, I think it may have been the Nightmare River Band, was opening for On the Sun at Rockwood. So I stuck around to see the band, not realizing it was the same band, just being completely blown away. So when they got off stage, I was like, you guys, that was incredible. I, I can't believe it. And uh, then Dylan was like, hey, yeah, man, I'm Dylan. I'm that guy that emailed you. This is the band. And I was like, this is the band? I definitely <laughs> want to see this. Are you kidding? I can't believe that Like, I put off this. No, this has to happen. And he was like, great. Let's set up a, a like audition, rehearsal, jam, whatever. And we did, and personally, I was I was stoked from the, the very moment that I saw them play. We got into the rehearsal space and started running some of these tunes, and like instantly, I felt welcome to express myself musically, to share ideas, to 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 groove my own groove versus like maybe what was necessarily on on the records of the tunes that I'd been listening to. I, yeah, yeah. I was welcome to make it my own. I was encouraged to make it my own. And um, working in the rhythm section, playing with Matt, uh, the bass player, who is also now my roommate. Um, <laughs> he and I just we we feel things in a similar way. And sometimes when we're playing together, it feels like like he's inside my head, or I'm inside his, or maybe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. It's really dope the way that we we kind of uh, see each other. Um, yeah. And, and feel that's and cool. hear each other so that that's uh, kind of how that happened yeah and they were like hey this is great you want to do this and i was like yeah i want to do it like, cool we have these gigs let's play them and then tour record tour record and here we are touring again all right we're looking forward to hearing it i know that uh, that kind of music is always cool live oh uh, yeah well we're definitely excited about playing you know, there's two things. Go ahead, Jess. I, I was just picturing Bar City with five people up on that stage. It's going to be right? packed. Yeah, yeah but that's oh, a I mean, of good nature did it with six. And I think at one point there were eight when I was up there with them. So I, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But that but that's also the perfect vibe for that kind of sound. Oh, yeah. It's going to be. It's going to be fantastic. I cannot oh, yeah. wait. I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. And I'm, I'm so excited for these guys and, and girl, these for this band to be on this boat um, last year was such an incredible experience for me. Uh, it, it really changed my perspective. I, I felt gratitude in a way that I never have before. Um, and I think that most of us, uh, well, myself not included, ha haven't been on any cruises before. So the whole thing, just like, you know, getting to play music for all these people and then waking up surrounded by 360 degrees of water and sky in every direction is it's just amazing yeah. and and i i've tried so hard to tell them what the feeling is what that experience is and i the words just fail me so um i'm really yeah. excited for them to be able to be a part of it yeah it should be a good vibe seeing as we're you know this is our swan song a little bit so it, a little it's, bit, yeah yeah you know yeah, so we'll see but it should be a good vibe now yeah. you know there's there's two things I have to ask you before this ends. Yes, sir. Right. One is easy, but the other is, tell me about Andy and Jerry Camp's Double R World Championship Rodeo. Wow. <laughs> you really did some research. <laughs> oh, Los. This is, I, 
I'm like amazed. I don't, where did you even? <laughs> I have no idea how you. Okay, okay. So Andy Camp's Double R Rodeo. Um, well, my parents. <laughs> yeah, wait till you my, hear this, Jess. I, I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Um, my parents were both competitive rodeo uh, performers. Uh, my my father was a bull rider and a bull that is fighter. So awesome. Get out of Buster, here. a steer wrestler, calf roper, a hazer. Oh my my gosh. mother was a barrel racer and a trick rider. Oh, I um, love it. And they, what <laughs> the funny thing is that, you know, my, my dad is, uh, he was originally from the Bronx. My mother was from Brooklyn. Um, they, they met in Manhattan. Um, the story that I've been told is that they met on a, uh, at, at a stable where, my my mother was riding a horse. She was walking through the stable on horseback to go out to the to the ring um, to school this horse, and she passed by my father, who was. Uh, does PG thirteen include any swearing, or how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> um, Stay away from George Carlin's seven words. Yeah, Other than that, we're yeah. okay. Okay, okay. So he he was uh, literally shoveling crap. Um, <laughs> nice sense. Well, it's not okay. as alliterative, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, shoveling crap, and their eyes met, and it was love at first sight. That's what Aww. I was saying. I don't know how true that is, but I'd like to believe it. So um, that is a awesome. spectacular story. Um, and so they they fell in love. They got married. They um, started rodeoing together. My father had been in rodeo for uh, quite some time before he and my mother met. Um, but then they moved upstate. They, at first they moved to Brewster. They bought a horse farm up there. And then, uh, when my mother was eight months pregnant, a month before I was born, they sold that farm and bought another farm in Stormville, which is right outside Poughkeepsie. Yeah. And that's yep. where I grew up. And I, uh, that's I awesome. actually started, started riding horses before I was inside my house for the first time. But yeah, wow. anyway, to, to answer the question, uh, Andy Camp's Double R Rodeo, that's the rodeo that they traveled with up and down the East Coast from Maine to Florida, um, uh, just competing for, uh, you know, profit. <laughs> um, wow, that's awesome. It's just, it's funny because it's just as difficult, if not maybe even more difficult than working as a musician. <laughs> but, uh, sure, sure. But yeah, I mean, they, they did it. And my dad also, you know, he delivered horses cross country that's what he did for like the bull yeah, yeah. that that he made and, and my mother was a clinical social worker um uh when they weren't touring with rodeo and she she would work in prisons she worked at uh women's correctional facilities she did work on rikers island eventually she uh opened up a private practice and then she became a, a professor at both columbia university and smith college um and yeah, so they they were uh, super hard workers, but never forgot how to play, and that's that's the, what they did. And they were four H awesome. leaders, and they taught kids awesome. how to ride, and taught me how to ride, and take care of horses nice. and all that. But yeah, they were in the rodeo, hardcore. Look at that. And how did you end up wrangling uh, drums instead of wrangling horses? Yeah, that is a great question. So, uh, my grandfather on my father's side, my paternal grandfather. Um, he sent me a drum set for my seventh birthday. 
And uh, I remember the, the drum set arrived on the day of my seventh birthday, or at least that's when, when it was given to me. So it, maybe it came earlier than that, but my, my mother presented it to me then. And I was taking lessons the next day. So I got really heavy into music and, and playing drums. And I, I was taking private lessons once a week. And then uh, I was playing in school and like the school bands and orchestras. And what I re originally uh, was thinking was that my choices were between trying to be a professional horseman and trying to be a professional musician. And uh, I remember walking into my last 4-H meeting before my 18th birthday, and it was like either now I become a 4-H leader and do the horse thing for real, or I stop and I go to school for music and do the music thing for real. And I walked into that meeting knowing what the answer was, that I wanted to do music full time. And so when the meeting was over, I just like kind of made a, an announcement. And I was like, I, I love all of you and I've learned so much. Um, I won't be coming back to be a leader next year. I am going to pursue music. I'm going to college for music. And, uh, and that's what I did. And it was, it was a difficult decision, but fortunately, like, my mother was always supportive of everything that I wanted to do. Like, she didn't care what it was. If I was passionate about it, she was like, I want you to have every opportunity to pursue this. Um, That's awesome. And, like, I work hard and do it. Like, it's not going to be easy, but this is what you love. This is what you should do. That's awesome. So I, I think I was really, really fortunate there to have her support. And actually, initially, I wanted to be a classical percussion performer. Yeah. Uh, that, was my, that was my major when I first went to college was classical percussion performance. Um, and eventually, I kind of rolled over um, through playing a lot of studio sessions for like the pop mm -hmm. music majors at my school into yeah. producing. Uh, so my degree is actually in studio production. Um, Oh, and wow. now, of course, I, I graduate with the studio production degree, and, and now uh, I, I do produce, but for the most part, I'm working as a freelance drummer, and I love it. Like, I love it so much. Uh, Plus, there's a lot more chicks in rock and roll. Yes. <laughs> well, that, yeah, well, there, I mean, there are a lot, a lot of women in horsemanship. Um, but well, yeah, I meant as opposed to classical. Oh, as opposed to classical? <laughs> See, I don't, I don't know that that's true either. I mean, um, it, it's, it, it's just a different place altogether. <laughs> and now, now that you're on your way uh, with drums, give us a, I mean, you, you really have played with an awful lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, give us some of your highlights uh, or some big gigs that you've been at or some memorable gigs you've been at drumming for folks. Oh, wow. There are a few. Um, should I start earlier or start later? I mean, I guess uh, whichever are your whichever come to mind as your favorites. Sure. Well, well, one of the first things that comes to mind is the band that I, I no longer perform with. Um, it's a, we disbanded. Uh, actually, it's been almost ten years now. Uh, but I used to play in a band called Fireflies, mm -hmm. and um, when we were competing in the there's a, a music festival. It's an international battle of the bands. Um, and we ended up doing like all these, there's like a, a local competition. And then when you win that, you move to the like city wide 
then it goes to like states and, and regional. And so yeah. we were winning all of these. And after regionals, it goes to international. So um, we end up in this competition uh, winning the East Coast regionals and going to Germany to like have our final world championship battle that so we get to Germany and, and uh, we've been narrowed down to 17 bands out of 7,000. Wow. Um, yeah. So we played at a, an open air festival in Germany that had 35,000 people at it. And wow. it was just the, the largest audience that I ever played for. And, um, and we ended up winning the competition. And, nice. Uh, Holy so cow. We played the, the, in winning the competition part of this festival, we then got to play the main stage of the festival. Um, and we played for an audience of about 10,000 people. And they were awesome. They were singing the words to our songs by the second chorus. Like, we didn't know what they were. It was amazing. Um, and yeah, that was that was my first... Oh, yeah, that's right. It's not only the biggest audience. It was my first, like, audience over a couple hundred people. Wow. Yeah, and it was just incredible um so that was one experience uh that really moved me and sure. made me feel like this is the thing that i'm supposed to do uh i played on the soundtrack for a film called beasts of the southern wild yeah um, i saw that that it was you were in it's it list is it, the imdb lists you as in the music department like what does that mean uh what it means is i performed all the percussion or not all, sorry, not all. There were three of us uh, percussion players, but yeah. um, I played the the bulk of the snare drum uh, and tom tom parts, like concert tom parts, on the uh, the whole soundtrack. That's cool. Um, yeah, and it was really cool. And one of the the coolest things about it was, if, I don't know if you're familiar with Celebrate Brooklyn, but Celebrate Brooklyn is a, it's an annual festival. It's in the summer in Brooklyn where mm-hmm. uh, at Prospect Park, the band shell becomes like a rotating uh, venue for like every day. There are different acts that will go and perform there as part of this, like, I think, month long festival. Yeah. And um, one of these nights, we performed the soundtrack to Beats of the Southern Wild live with a full orchestra. Wow. As the as the actual soundtrack for the film that we play behind us. Oh, that's cool! Yeah, behind us, and and the soundtrack had been pulled out of the film so that we played all the music live. And that that was is cool. Soundtrack. I always wanted to go one wow. of those. Yeah. Because yeah, they do those in the city. They don't do them up by me. I always wanted to go one of those. That's gotta you gotta, be cool. You gotta come down for it. You yeah, really definitely. It. It's amazing. Um. Then like that, uh, you know, some some music videos uh, that were really cool. I did a music video with Rihanna that uh, made my friends from home kind of freak out, which was cool. Um, oh yeah, what's Rihanna look like in real life? Like for real? <laughs> I, the the cameras don't do her justice. <laughs> and and like she looks good on camera already, but nice. for real. And she she was cool. Like we we didn't get to hang a lot. We were in one scene together, um, yeah. but she, it was cool because I feel like she, she spoke like a regular human being. Um, yeah, yeah. She treated everyone, like, and she sounded like a musician. Like the language that she used, the way that she was uh, sort of praising our performances was like, oh, you're like definitely not just a girl that got 
pulled off the street to sing because she's pretty. Like, you know what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, and that was a really cool experience. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, even though people say stuff, I find that when you start digging, anybody that's that, that big, they, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Yeah, I think, I think that's true. And I'm grateful for that. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, before, I, I got to make sure I get this one in too. You know, I am, I am, as much as I am a music guy, I'm also a movie guy. And yes, even though I'm a guy, I love those romantic comedies. I know and one of my favorites going. of all time is music and lyrics. And lo oh. and behold, lo and behold, IMDb says you are in it. <laughs> IMDb does not lie. <laughs> Tell me about that. I got to hear about this. Oh, music and lyrics. Okay, this is back to my Fireflies days. Uh, that movie came out in, was it 2006? Yeah, way too long ago. I really don't remember it coming out. Yeah, but I was, I, obviously, I, was I do. But... <laughs> um my manager from Fireflies uh, at the time was, uh, I mean, she's, she's still like a, a very important person in the music world. She's very well connected. Um, and at the time she was asked if there was a, a drummer for a major motion picture that she was working with that she could recommend for this film. And she was like, yeah, I have, I have a guy that would be great. He's young and looks cool and yeah, I'll, send you his information and so uh i got a call from uh warner brothers and they were like we would like you to come in and meet the director of this film and he thinks that he might want you to play this part um so i put on a blazer and stuffed a pair of sticks into my inside jacket pocket and walked onto the train and went into the city and, and met this guy and uh he he said that I came highly recommended, so I felt good about it. And then he goes, but wait, you're not one of those, like, actors who plays drums, right? Because what I'm looking for is a drummer who plays drums. And I was like, no, sir, I, I've never acted a day in my life. I'm, I'm only a drummer. And he says, well, let me see you do a paradiddle. And I pulled the sticks from my pocket. He didn't know they were there. And I started playing some rudiments for him. And he goes, stop, stop. You got the part. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, That's That's awesome. Cool. And then I got to hang out with uh, with you know Hugh Grant and uh, and Haley Bennett and Drew Barrymore. Oh for, my uh, gosh! A week and I'm a half so jealous. We, we shot a couple scenes for this film, and um, we went to uh, you know we were at the Hit Factory. It was still the Hit Factory back then, I think, uh, and for one of the studio scenes, and then for um, we shot a, a scene for a week just over a week in uh in nassau coliseum wow amazing um with like full pyrotechnics and like everything and I, <laughs> actually i met i met a couple people that were also like uh band members in the film um because i, I guess uh we didn't mention it that i wasn't actually acting i was more like pantomiming through the film where i'm the drummer for cora corman who is yeah, the yeah. artist that you know, Drew Barrymore and Hugh Grant's characters are writing for. Yep. Um, so yeah, the rest of the band was all picked in kind of a similar way. And I made a couple of friends on on that set that I am still very close with. And we That's awesome. And we show up at each other's gigs. And, and all right, and tell me, what's craft services like on a real big budget movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty awesome. I did. There was a moment where, um, uh, I mean, there wasn't too much that 
I can't think of anything that I wanted that wasn't there. Oh my um, gosh, that's it so was awesome. good. It was really good. Um, but there was a moment where I I got into a. It was a, a bit of a heated moment between me and Hugh Grant. No. Um, wow. Yeah. It, it. Um. I'm sure that he doesn't remember this at all. But there was some kind of a, a cookie. It was very thin <laughs> and like waffle looking and i'd never seen it before so he and i are, are we're standing next to each other craft services like picking up things and putting them on our plates and i see this thing and i'm like i'm standing next to hugh grant there's an unfamiliar cookie on the table perhaps <laughs> perhaps that perhaps that is a crumpet who would know better than hugh grant <laughs> so i say to him hey is that a crumpet and he very excitedly goes, oh, crumpets? Where are crumpets? And he looks and he sees what I'm pointing at. And, like, instantly his whole demeanor just shifts. And he's like, clearly I get, I'm, got him very excited and then extremely disappointed. <laughs> totally let him down. Goes, That's not a crumpet. That's just some sort of waffle cookie. Uh, and I immediately was like, I went from being like, hey, I'm going to develop a rapport with this famous actor. That's really cool. <laughs> to like, oh, I'm going to get fired from this gig because I don't know the difference between a crumpet you just, and a You're telling me that you disappointed what is arguably the greatest male actor for romantic comedies in cinema history. Wow. I'm not disagreeing with you. Seth, what? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think Ashton I, Kutcher I, I, might be upset with that one, Carlos. Oh, please. <laughs> Ashton, when it comes to rom-coms, come on. Hugh Grant's the king. That's it. Game over. Mic drop. He's been doing it. He's been doing it a much longer time. I mean, <laughs> we can give him that for sure. All right. That is so awesome. I love that story, by the way. But yeah, that is cool. possibly my favorite story. You got to go on the red carpet, too? That's where the photo from IMDb is. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, I walked in, and I even got I got interviewed by some people from MTV. But uh, the issue was, um, well, first off, the thing was crazy. Like you get on the red carpet, and I don't think anyone knows or cares who I am. Then all of a sudden, I hear like thirty people shouting my name. Um, like, Seth, Seth, look over here. Look this way. That's awesome. so, like I wow. look and I see all of these flashbulbs start going off, and I'm like terrified. No <laughs> idea what's going on. I'm there with with my date, um, who is a, a very dear friend of mine still, um, and like she's just like, hey, ham it up, and like she's just this like tall, gorgeous woman who uh, at the time, I mean, we were uh, twenty one. I think we we're both twenty one. Um, and so, like, I'm feeling really, really awesome and then suddenly really terrified. And she's just, like, pushing me to do this thing, which is great. So, like, I'm, I'm just completely uh, paparazzi struck. And I have no oh idea. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. So, eventually, someone's like, you can just keep walking. Like, you don't have to stay here. I'm like, okay. So, I'm making my way into the theater for the premiere. Um, and when I get in, then this uh, reporter from, I think it was MTV. I don't remember. But they basically stick a microphone in my face and like, so uh, here you're a member of the band and, and that you're actually a professional musician. What is your opinion of these people's ability to sing? And I'm like, um, 
every, everyone's everyone's really great. Everyone's really really talented. I'm really impressed. Like no, but on a scale of one to ten, and I was like, they all get a ten. And she goes, you're being diplomatic, and then just like turns to the next person. And I'm like, all right. So I thought I was doing the right thing. Apparently, it's not what the people want to see. So I will not become famous for this. Um. But apparently, I think that they were airing it live. So some of my friends from home actually saw me on camera. But then, like, when they re-ran it, they cut whatever part. They cut oh, you out. Not cut you out. <laughs> Stay on the cutting room floor. It's not you weren't controversial enough. Oh, yeah. damn, that's awesome. <laughs> that that covered my silliness but i really needed those answers now i'm so jealous of you i can't even go back to that right now (laughs) so give us an idea remember me (laughs) (laughs) seeing as this is for the love of music do you have some uh give us an idea some new music you got coming do you have other bands going what do you got going got got a quite a few things going right now um so on the sun who is going to be on the boat as you know um, we'll be dropping a new album at the end of February, right before we are on the boat, which is actually the first week of our month-long tour. Um, so yeah, that album will be coming out, I think, somewhere in the 20s of February. We'll definitely let you know the specific date once we have it. The record is currently uh, in the final stages of pre-mixing and should mm-hmm. be mixed and mastered within a week and a half, I believe. Um, so that's what's going on there. And then the Nightmare River Band is also about to be dropping a new EP, I think, uh, toward the end of March, but we'll be releasing three singles, I think, one a month for the next three months. That album's actually called Stormville, which, uh, is where I'm from. We recorded the vast majority of it in the house that I grew up in, which, uh, is, is really cool. Um, yeah. we, we turned the whole living room into a recording studio and it, it sounds amazing. I'm really excited for people to hear it. Uh, and I've been with this band for nine years. So like this is our, it's our third album. Um, and I've been on all of them. And it, it feels really representative of our evolution. And, and I feel really good about that. Um, and then a, a bunch of other artists that I work with are releasing things that I, uh, some of some I have played on, some I haven't, but John Arthur Green has a few um, tracks that he's been releasing over the last few months that um, have been really, really cool. Um, you can find those on Spotify, and, and actually you can find all of these artists on Spotify. Um, but uh, yeah, what, what else is happening? Um, Evangelia is releasing a new video for her latest single uh, on Valentine's Day. Um, that single is called Digital Age, and I've seen the video. It's dope. It's like stop animation. Really cool. Um, other things that are happening. Just that's what's happening right now. Those Excellent. Yeah. So we found out some new stuff about about our friend Seth. Jessica. We did. We found out a lot of new stuff like that. I'm still really floored by the whole rodeo thing. That's, I told you I had a few yummy ones in there. That's pretty I'm awesome. I'm so amazed you found music and lyrics. I can understand finding music and lyrics. I don't know how you found out about my parents being in the rodeo. That's you awesome. cannot hide from Google. No. <laughs> Can't hide from Carlos. That's right. <laughs> It would, I'd be a fool to try. 
Yeah. And uh, anybody that wants to follow you uh, on the socials, do you have a, a Twitter to tell people, a website, sure, that kind of sure. stuff? Well, um, uh, my website needs to be completely revamped and, and relaunched, and I tend to stay off of Twitter unless I have a really important political uh, document that I feel like I need to share. But <laughs> Instagram is definitely a great place uh, to follow me. Um, my handle is Seth the Drummer, all one word. And, uh, you know, it's just my name and the thing I do, so that's pretty easy to remember. Um, and, yeah, I would definitely love if you guys want, anyone wants to follow me there. Uh, post a lot of pictures of drums, and I post flyers about shows, and I post a lot of uh, pictures and videos of Wing Chun Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it is my my latest obsession and uh yeah it's it's fun i really i really like instagram i feel like it's something that's got a yeah. bit of staying power um and yeah that's it and if uh <laughs> if folks want to uh find out more about on the sun where do they go for that uh all of on the sun's internet presence is on the sun music so if you go to facebook.com slash on the sun music you go to uh, on the Sun Music on Instagram, um, onthesunmusic.com is our website. And actually, if you go there, then it links to all of the other social media um, accounts that we have. So, yeah, you can do those things and you can find us on Spotify as On the Sun. Um, that's, uh, yeah, those, those are, those are the places. <laughs> and is the Brooklyn hat coming back on the boat? The Brooklyn hat will be back on the boat. Uh, I feel that the representation of Brooklyn is important to me, and the branding is is just good business. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I'm looking forward to seeing you again, Seth. Excellent. I can't wait to see you guys. Uh, and uh, Jessica, you have any last burning questions for our friend here? I don't. I just encourage everybody to uh, to go follow Seth and uh, and catch up with all of the bands that he's in and the music that he plays. Uh, you won't be disappointed. That's for sure. Thank you so much. And with that, then thank you very much, Seth, for joining us here on our For the Love of Music podcast. Absolutely. And, and thank you, Jess, as always, for doing all the hard work. <laughs> and uh, if you're listening to this, please do like, subscribe, rate highly, whatever it is they do on the outlet you're, you're listening to us on. And uh, until next time, remember, find every excuse to love. You've been listening to the For the Love of Music podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us online on Facebook, for the Love of Music podcast, or drop us a note at For the Love of Music podcast at gmail.com. So for Carlos, I'm Jessica. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again.